Welcome back to the Kahal podcast, uh, where we showcase our Kahal alumni and get some hacks, some e-commerce tips, update on where they are today. My name is Jodie A. Reid. I am the host, and I'm totally privileged to call it all with the next Wahine tour coming forward, whānau. So get your notepads out and get ready to take some gems away. I'm going to welcome forward Sister B. No my heart and my. Thank you for having me uh, all the way coming to you from Wairoa, the centre of the universe. Noreira, koutou e whakarongo mai nā, tēnā koutou, those of you who are listening this afternoon, thanks for joining us. I'm from Wairoa, born and bred, and Rangiahua is my marae, Tamatarangi is the tangata of tangata, and Te Waio is our awa, Titirangi is our maunga. Noreira, tēnā tātou. Kia Sister B, all the way from Wairoa. Um, so for the whānau that don't know where Wairoa is, the wider community, whereabouts in the world are you? In the world, I'm in Aotearoa, New Zealand, on the east coast. Uh, between the north, we have Gizzi, Gisborne, and the south is Napier, and we're right in this, practically the centre of those two here. And you might have heard of um, Mahia, which is just down the road, or yeah, so I'm here in Waito. Awesome. So enjoying being back in the Fano with the on the Finua. Absolutely loving it. And my mother's just moved home for she's eighty. She's been home for three weeks with us. So that's another level oh. of yes, awesomeness. Yes. What a blessing to have a mum, 80, with you. Yeah. Gosh, does she pull out her recipes and all her goodness and make you bake it all? <laughs> no, not quite. She pulls stuff out, but not that. <laughs> no, it is an ob- oh, okay. absolute blessing to have her still with us and, you know, just moments of kōrero or story history that she just pops out randomly which you know is pretty amazing this precious those are so precious um when they for me all my old whanau are past and I still go back to those little gems they shared mm-hmm. it's just so good okay so we're going to go back sister B before Kahal, way back in the day and where were you in your life uh, then when you started the Kahal program I was, and I actually I was, before the Kahal program, I had been um, investigating and researching and playing with and all sorts of different online side hustles, did a bit of crypto, did a bit of side hustle with business, coaching, uh, but never quite pulled together the whole thing in a package. I mean, I was still successful, but couldn't quite bring it all together into one complete package that I had full managing control over and then I could I was always reliant on somebody else to kind of bring them in which would lose momentum and then I'd be frustrated and then you know a month or so carried on so in terms of the e-commerce space that's where I was I was also working full-time contracting so I had all these other types of income that I used to in my mind separate and not include in my total total picture, I guess, of what I was doing in the making money space, but not 
not necessarily e-commerce space. So that's kind of where I was. Okay, so you walked in on the program, obviously doing many things, and then you decided, let's just throw Kahal on the top of all the yep. mahi and see how we roll. Is that absolutely absolutely correct so it's not unusual for me to do that type of activity throw another one on top but there was i think there was a couple of things that inspired me or motivated me to action with kahau and that was the kaupapa maori the maori uh, philosophy and foundation of kahau that it was for maori and for indigenous it was the big vision to transform the world make lives of our whanau better one by one and also giving me some more uh, a whole system that I knew there were parts that I knew really well and parts that I didn't know well in one kind of package that was you know what motivated me to enroll and look to apply and do the mahi to get accepted that was a good awesome moment eh, when you get accepted for the scholarship I remember I'm um, shouting screaming in my workplace and everyone thought I had won a lotto. <laughs> kind of us. <laughs> it felt like it eh, at the time. Yeah, for totally. you, do you think you were ready for what Kahal had in store for you the next 10 weeks? I don't think we're ever ready for a journey that's into the unknown and I think that's part of navigating learning new skills. You're never going to be ready and it's all exciting the first one or two weeks you settle in and then it's bang it's like wow this is so much bigger and i'm gonna need to be so much more committed and focused on this journey that i anticipated which meant reshuffling of time commitments focus and dedication and you get to a point where oh yeah no i'm this is me i'm doing it to the end yeah You've got that feeling that growing too as you were pushing through all those challenges. Did that happen for you? Oh, it's like, honestly, it was like being squeezed through a, I don't know, those things that put icing on cakes and you're the thing at the icing and you get squished out and you're not ready. Then you get squished out the other end again. It's like, wow, I just got through that and now there's more work to do. And it's like, <gasps> you take a deep breath and you go, oh, well, let's go. That's true, but then you're like a pretty rose on the icing cake, you know? They've squeezed you into this amazing form that you become more of yourself. For you, did you have some limiting beliefs back then that were holding you back? What were some of those? Um, a couple I can think of, and one of them I want to share today was about that I'm okay where I am, um, and I was comfortable comfortable thinking the belief that yeah this is cool but actually I'm comfortable you know so that for me actually became a limiting belief and I've known that for a little while which has stopped me from just putting all into something because actually there's no I suppose negative motivation at it all it's all coming from a, a different successful motivation so yeah I don't have to push away from not having money or not being comfortable in my life um got you know I'm, I'm comfortable but then you gotta dig a little bit deeper and think well that in that comfort that's a limit it's a limit because it's like actually but what else how else what's more is there uh and not in terms of opportunity so that would be definitely one 
And the second one was uh, not enough time. So there is not enough time, but the more we continue to say there's not enough time, then there's never going to be enough time. So that was probably the other big one for me. It's like, yeah, well, that's not quite true. So when you start thinking about limiting beliefs or how it's stopping you, and then you're sitting there with an hour or two to spare, and I'm like, well, I could get up an hour earlier, or I could stop fluffing around for a couple of hours, and so I have got time. So definitely time was a limiting belief. Ooh, those comfortable places too, you know, like that trip pants, you get in after mahi and you come home, you like whip your bra off and you don't want to do anything. Right. How did you push through getting out of that comfy trip pants? They are uh, definitely the why or the purpose behind what it was I wanted to do because I feel my best when I'm serving women to transform their own limiting beliefs into wings that allows them to fly yeah totally recommend sister b's program i've done one of them and i was like in a really messed up place and now look at me now okay just saying um thank you sister b you're awesome next question would be for you to get over those limiting beliefs, what would you put into practice for you to just keep going, getting out of your comfort zone? What did you have to practically do? Uh, action. So I do a lot of self-talk and I, I, I don't realize that I did that. So, But I'm talking to myself all the time, positively. And... When I can hear myself not talking positively, then I have to change the mind talk or the self-talk and then just take one one small act or do one small act, take one step because when you take the step, it breaks the being stuck in the overthinking in the mind and then you move through and then of course you get one thing, you know, it's like exercise. I'll just do five minutes and you end up walking for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or I'll just do one email. Then you, you get into it and then you end up doing other things towards your business. So that taking action was really important and my self-talk, what I was saying to myself in my head. Awesome um self-talk is a big thing i feel like we talk more to ourselves than other people would that be fair to say totally because it's the underlying messages the uh, that are running in our minds programming you know that whole self-talk self-programming so we need to reprogram our self-talk and yeah it starts with being aware of what you are saying is is in itself a way to break through that that's awesome. So with you and time, what do you say about time now? Um, what do I say about time now? Oh, I don't know. Limiting beliefs around time. I just, I just think if I want it, I make time. If I want to do it, I make time. If I want to feel good, I make time because when I'm in my path, which is serving supporting other women i feel good so it's like well do you want to feel good today and working towards my goals and having hope and working towards dreams and aspirations of changing or supporting because we don't actually change anybody's life they do it themselves but you can share messages and 
in your own action that in itself inspires others to want to take action on their own dreams that's so true did you feel that was an inspiring space for your uncle circle for the kahal journey the say that question again for me the uncle circle so the whanau you were in as a ropu while you were studying the kahal whanau did you find that space inspirational and did it inspire you? I think that was a critical part of the Kahal journey, the Akul Circle. I think it's like a touch base, a reminder. We're not in this alone because even though we are in groups, it is a lonely journey. It can feel like a lonely journey if you haven't got wraparound people that understand what you're trying to achieve and the difficulty and the frustration along with the moments of success and like yes I nailed that or well Fano, I haven't done my homework this week I haven't done this but I'm okay with where I'm at and I know that I've got a plan to catch up if need be totally true so for the Fano, what is your website my website is freetofly.co.nz and as a part of my new journey I have a, another program, another site, mokokowai.com which I'm about to, to um, launch in the next few weeks uh, because I was involved with last year's program but there was so even more information and learning that wasn't on the last one as a result of our feedback from the first cohort it's gotten even better so like i wanted a piece of that i wanted some of that and i wanted to add the new learnings to my existing website and so that i was continually in that focus and thinking of leveling up and focused on business wanted to do the journey along with the this year's cohort too Wow, so you've got two websites as well as working. So you've got three income streams. Um, Is that right? That's yes, I also teach Māori online. Oh. Yeah, so I've got, so I'm, um, <laughs> these are my passion projects and spaces and I'm energized by when I'm in my passion. So I actually teach full-time Leo Māori online and my day job is with Tātou Tātou o Te Wairo, which is our post-settlement treaty entity here in Wairo. So that's um, my commitment to serving and working with our whānau and hapū. I'm a trustee with our marae here now and I love all of it. And then I've got the website and the business and some contracting work as well, working with um, cultural frameworks for organisations. Wow, superwoman right here. Um, it's amazing how we can just do all these things and it just drives us, our passion just keeps us going. So that's awesome. I also like to talk about your book. Yes, I have a book. I, I was part of a, a research kaupapa at Te Wananga Aotearoa about now six years ago and um, published a book and so just recently last year i have finally after all this time uh, reprinted that book as the author i've got copyright so that was put into place when i did that under te wānanga so that i knew one day i was going to do it but i just 
didn't do it and so I've republished that book and I'm about to go and complete the process of putting that onto Amazon and doing letting them do all the shipping and that so I've become a dish what do you call it a, a verified Just Amazon dish, yeah so they're going to do all the work buy it on Amazon and then they send it to the customer so I have done this first I've sold about 48 of this puka puka and so the next lot I will be sending over to the distribution center in Amazon in Australia and they're going to handle that but I like to know how the process works so I wanted to do it myself I've also created a digital book out of that um, hardcover cover book for Mokokowai so that was my journey and my whanau's journey there's 16 of us in that book and I'm in the planning of book two which will start in the middle of next year which is all it's called Wairo Te Mataitaia which is about those people who whakapapa to Wairo and our hapu here and whanau and I'm going to bring all them together and do another book bigger better version uh, and so I'm really excited about that project as well wow there's no stopping you sister b you know you're <laughs> going to take over the world uh, for the whanau that is joining that don't understand the reference of moko kawai could you share some of your wisdom and reference to that or what yeah. it's about so moko kawai the word moko uh, or tamoko is i suppose a tattoo kawai is the maori word for chin um Moko uh, and Moko Kanohi, uh, so Kanohi is a face, so any facial uh, work or cultural art that people wear. So my book is around that. And I wanted to share with people that we have three generations my mum, my daughters, my sister, my brother in law, my son also has his Kanohi done. So I wanted to capture those moments in time for our family for the future. Moko Moko my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, the descendants to come. But I also wanted to share that opportunity for others in our whanau, in our family, and our um, tribe here, and our connections, so that, because we, we are the ancestors of the future, and so it's up to us to capture those moments for the generations to come. It's so true. So for the Fano that are considering a mokokowai or something like that, how what sort of advice or can anybody get one or who do you I'd, feel? I just feel that, um, yeah, this is an interesting quarter. I feel that it's if you're Māori and you're a woman, Māori woman with Māori descent, you know, ancestry, then you can wear a mokokowai. We don't need to seek approval. Uh, Fano families and marae whanau or community or have their own kind of tikanga or I suppose for lack of better word criteria so you might have a nanny that says no you're not going to have yours until you do this this and this I'm not talking about that I wouldn't ever say or speak for a general kaupapa general permission like that but I do say that if you feel it it's like having it's like being you can't be half pregnant you know you're either got it in you or you haven't and so if you feel that you want to get your moko kawai done it, that feeling doesn't go away it gets stronger until she's birthed and probably that's 
what this I is like so resonating with me. I already see mine on my face, but I am the poor ticky and I always, you know, it's that enoughness. I'm not mouldy enough, um, but I already know it's there. So it's interesting how you say that because it's drawing me towards your, her. Your muku kawai hapu. I've had enough babies, but I'm ready for this one. Yeah, that's right. It won't go away. And I also like to share now that, I mean, the initial conversation was, are we enough? Can we speak Māori enough? You know, that kind of permission, permission and enoughness or worthiness. Now I'm in a space where I'm saying, that's not even the question. Um, when people say to me, do I have to speak Māori? I say, you don't have to do anything. But why wouldn't you, if you're accepting this tanga from our ancestors, also accept the real we speak, supporting um, protocols and your marae whanau. So these are rights and then these are obligations or responsibilities. So we do need to look at, at that wider collective view around, yes, I wear this tanga, this mokokawai, and what am I giving back or contributing to the Māori world, if we want to be a part of that. Yeah, that's so real. Te ao Māori needs a lot of afi and aroha from Absolutely. everyone. Um, I've also found myself on the Marae Committee, and I thought I was coming home to have a break, but next minute <laughs> I got all these jobs, and I can, yeah, down the path. Yeah. So I, I'm enjoying my journey. It's been amazing. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. Welcome. I know there's a lot of people that have really uh, wanted to know, but just a bit of fucker might ask or shy or even scared. Yeah. So thank you for asking those. All right. So the next question and final one right now, because we went way off the cocoa, is <laughs> if um, you were talking to your younger self in the car hole um, journey right now, you're about to launch, you're freaking out, you're thinking maybe I should leave, but I nearly need to go and do this, what advice would you give yourself? You only actually need two seconds of courage. It only takes two seconds to push the go live button. Then you worry about the other parts later. That's it, two seconds of courage. <laughs> Just push that launch button. It's yeah. like post. We go do live. Our live video and just yeah. Freak out, you're like. Yep, that's all it is. You're awesome. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. Um, thank you for your time. Thank you for being here for the Kahal Fano and for your awesome as a team leader. You'd like to say something to your team? To my team, yes. We've got this to all our beautiful, inspiring, motivated incredible woman in our group we got this can't wait to go and spend my money on everything that you're dropping i'm waiting for them to go live so kia kahatato kapai if travis gives me a tefari hokoka credit card i will come with sister b and i'll be <laughs> in there with you thank you sister b for your time for your wisdom and your sharing this is Jody A. Reid signing out for the Kahal podcast, for the Kahal ETL e commerce program for Indigenous by Indigenous Kakitibana. Thank you for listening to the Kahal podcast by Kahal ETL program e commerce for Indigenous by Indigenous. 
Support our mission to uplift the lives of 10 million Indigenous people by following us in our social media channels on Instagram and on Facebook at Kahau Iteao Program. Should you wish to learn e-commerce with us, send us an email at kahau at twh.co.nz. See you next time. Matewa.